God made it pretty clear uh, that God was calling him to take the church when the Whitakers felt God calling them back to the States to start a church there in Idaho. And uh, so we've been able to be down there a couple times and uh, really have enjoyed our time down there preaching an anniversary service for them one year. And then Brian and I went down last year to help them build the school building. And uh, so it's, a, it's, it's just a tremendous thing to see what the Lord's doing. And uh, I know they're planning to start another church out of their church. And I, he'll, he'll talk about a lot of that stuff as well. Pastor Blanco, if you would come on up here this morning. Brother Josh, does he have the remote? Good. All right. All right. Good morning, everyone. Well, I'm, I'm thankful and grateful for your prayers and, and support and allowing your pastor to be able to travel to help us down in Belize. And um, I'm just... I want to say and we, they, we pick the time when it's dry in Belize so we can construct, right? And, and when they come, it's too hot for them, right? So I'm glad that he didn't invite me here when you're full of snow and freezing. So <laughs> I'm glad to be here this morning. Do you understand my accent? I was telling somebody, my wife got some ducks and they talk, uh, and thought they were talking about dogs, right? So um, if, just bear with me, right? But I just want to start... Um, I have a presentation um, on what be, um, the Lord is doing in Belize, right? But um, I just want to start with what we all know as the Great Commission, Mark 16:15, and uh, where Jesus says, "And He said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned." And uh, why I start with that this morning is because, um, as as Pastor Bruce, um, um, Steve mentioned um, Pastor Whitaker obeyed that commission where he had to leave everything he had in, in Indiana, right, and then travel to Belize, a country that probably he had visited once in a city that he didn't knew, and um, he left everything, took his family, um, and in 2012, he started a church on a Thursday night. Uh, where do I point it? There? Down, yeah. Oh, no, I need to turn it down, sorry. Yeah, if I turn it down, then it'll work. Yeah, that's where, where is Belize? Belize is a small country in Central America. Uh, right below, the, we have the U.S., Mexico, then Belize down here beside Guatemala. And we're bordered by the Caribbean Sea on the east side. And we are not a big country. We're only... Um, about 75 to 80,000 people residing in Belize City, all right? And um, the whole country only has about 400,000 um, 400, people living in, in Belize, the entire nation, which is um, 8,865 square miles. It's not that big. It's very small and almost the same size as um, El Salvador, and Salvador has millions of people as well. It's the same size also as... Massachusetts, and I know there's more than a million people out there as well. So it's a small country, but um, with, with, with the biggest city, that's where he went. And um, when he was going there, he, he, a lot of people, in, in, instead of encouraging him, they were discouraging him. He said, how are you going to start a city, uh, a church in Belize City? <laughs> it's hard. And, and, and he went there, and, 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 he, and he just obeyed the Lord. You know, when, when God says, go forth, and I will be with you, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And he believed in those words, and he went. And he started a church um, um, right in the city. And the first Thursday morning that he had 
sorry, Thursday evening that he had service, um, he invited, he, he was just coming in looking for vehicles to buy, so he went on a car rental place and he met an old German guy. And he invited a German guy, he came to that service Thursday night and he got saved. Right, so Friday when he went back to look on the vehicles, he gave him a little truck. And, um, and the German guy said, I don't need this. And, he, he, and the German guy gave it to me. So Pastor Whitaker didn't even give me a truck, right? But this was the Ger German guy that, that gave, up, they gave me the truck. And I looked at it and, and, and I said, oh, Baptist Church. Um, so kind of going back a little bit on my um, testimony so you kind of understand what's happening um, all this while. Um, I got married um, with my wife, uh, um, actually, even, I mean, right? So um, in a Catholic church, I was born and raised in a Catholic church. I served on the altar for five, five, six years, um, and I thought I had it made. I, I did my share. I did my good works. And, um, but she always tried to present the gospel to me, and we always clashed. And she said, you know what? We're not going to discuss religion at home. And, um, and we almost separated, right? And we only had one child, and, and, and when this... Um, I got this truck, and I said, Baptist Church. I knew she was a Baptist, and I said, Lord, I'm going to take her to church just to make her happy and save my marriage. So, and, and, and I made a deal with God. I said, Lord, if, if you make her happy, she's going to stay with me, right? And so that first Sunday morning, I, I was taking her um, to church to make her happy, not knowing that the Lord was taking me to church, because that morning I gave my life to the Lord. I received him as my Lord and Savior. That first Sunday morning service he had in Belize, uh, and, um, and that's why we're kind of mentioning where is Belize, and these are the ones that went there, and Pastor Whitaker and his family, to start that church. They started it right at their home. They bought a two-story um, building, and they started right um, on, underneath in one of the rooms. And um, we were really bad Christians, right? I, I wasn't saved. We got in on the first service, and um, we got in 10 minutes late. And, and he will say, you know what, after that, he always was 10 minutes late to every service. <laughs> right? And, I, and they, they, when we got in, in there, we had the, the door. I don't know if you could see there with the pointer, the, the side door. And when we got in there, the only seat available was the first row right there, right in front of him. Right? So we slipped right in, and that's where the Lord convicted my heart because he was preaching about heaven and hell and how... Uh, wicked that place was hell, right? And, and, and I said, eternity in there doesn't sound good. So when he did invitation, I, 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 my son Greg was 13 years old. I felt when he just went forward. And I was fighting the Lord, fighting the Lord. He came forward. It was a new church. He left the pulpit and he went and took Greg to the back. And everybody started um, stayed praying. And I told my wife, you know what, I need to be in there. So I walked out, I went in there, I knocked on the door, I said, you know what, can I come in? I need to be in here. So my son and I got saved on that same day, and then he was so happy, we were, we, we were conversing, um, having a conversation at the back, and then after 30 minutes, he's like, wait, my wife's still playing the piano out there at church. <laughs> and then he came out and finished the service after 30 minutes being out there. And, and um, so that was the first service we had, and, um, and ever since I started helping him, um, driving, picking up people, bringing people to church. Um, and that's the, we moved from his house, we have moved four times already to where we are. So those are the churches and places that we have moved around. The Lord has blessed us with being able to move, right? And, um, 
So this is our anniversaries, right? And the anniversary is that the biggest outreach we have. We print, uh, we started printing 5,000 copies of invitations where we go out, and we have upped it up to 8,000 um, copies where we go out a month before. We go inviting, knocking on doors. I know your doors are far from each other, but in Belize City they're right next to each other, so you can go and 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 we say knocking knocking on doors, and um, and your pastor has been there. Um, most of the time, we don't knock; we holler at doors, right? We stand there. We say morning, and um, so um, and we would go in the evening as well, right? And it's amazing because the kids that go in on Saturday mornings um, on, on knocking on doors, we will go in the evenings before our anniversary, and they will sit there in the dark. I mean, stand there in the dark and say morning, right? Instead of saying evening, right? <laughs> they, they, they are used to doing Saturday mornings. Um, but we, God has blessed us um, because what, why, why God has blessed us? We started our anniversaries under a tent up there on the, on the upper right. We, 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 we borrowed a, we, well, we, yeah, we borrowed a, a basketball court from the city and we put tents there and we had our first two anniversaries under tents. And then after that, the, the, the manager of the Best Western Biltmore Hotel um, came to church. And why did he come to church? It's an amazing story, right? Um, Pastor Whitaker, he has groups coming, and he normally will take them to the, to the hotel to stay. So he went there, and he said, you know what, Ted? You must come to church and see one of your villagers, uh, Rigo Blanquist, right there. And he said, Wait, who, Rigo Blanquist? A Gestapo from the Catholic Church, right? He knew I was strong Catholic. And he said, I don't believe it. And he said, well, he got saved on the first Sunday, and he has been faithful to church. And he said, well, I got to see that. And that's how he started coming to church, to see if it was real or true that I got saved. Right? And, and, and ever since, he has been coming. And he's, um, he helps by providing, they give us a good price to have our anniversary Sunday. And, and when you guys, I mean, anybody comes to visit, he gives them a good rate to stay at the hotel. Um, so all that um, is being done. Um, while Pastor Whitaker is there, we had our anniversary 2015. When God called him, to, to come back to the U.S., the Lord has already put it in my heart to do something more for him than just driving a van, picking up people to, to church. And um, we had spoken to my wife. We had made a decision. We were going to sell our house and move up north to where my family was because I said, listen, it's, I come from a family of 12, 10 brothers, two sisters, and my dad adopted one more. So it's 13 of us. Right, all Catholics, and, and the village itself is about 3,000 people, and everybody's related. Right, um, it started as a family just expanding. Um, that's why um, I told my wife, listen, there's my, my brothers are there, my cousins, all my families are going to hell. They're all Catholics. And um, we, we were going to sell out and go, move up north. And the same thing, I was, I was praying about it. Pastor Whitaker came over and said, brother, has the Lord called you to preach? And, and I... And, I used to like to fight the Lord. I said, no, no, I'm not. Right? And uh, he came again like two times. And the third time, I said, Lord, I can't fight you. I went and I told him, yes, he had called me to preach because I was going to move out um, up north. And then, you know, and, and then she said, but how about my family in Honduras? I said, well, let's sell out. And we go to Honduras. I preach and she teaches English. And we were, we were planning to do some, something more for the Lord when he said, you know what? Um, I've been called back to the U.S. to, to start an, another church. And it's just amazing how God works, right? Because we had, we had prepared, um, we have taken some classes with him. 
And, um, and that's amazing that this, we, we had our anniversary, we, the, the highest number of people that have come to visit during our anniversary service um, on a Sunday is 509 people. 509 people would come and visit for that day. That's the biggest outreach we have. Um, so we have pictures here of our anniversary Sundays. Um, we have the kids' auditorium. We get a lot of kids from the bus routes. And we used to get up to 80 kids in the bus. And a 20-seater bus will have 45 kids in there. <laughs> right? And uh, you can do that only in Belize, right? <laughs> so those pictures of the um, people attending on our anniversary Sunday. Um, there, if you look at that lower right corner, that's RJ when he was young with David on that side. And the middle lower one is my, um, my daughter. And then in the middle up is my son on, the, on your right. And then we have Adir the Sosas there as well. Um, so just a couple pictures from on our anniversary Sundays. That's our ninth anniversary, and, I, and that's the one Pastor Steve preached for us, our ninth anniversary. Um, that was last year. I think, yeah, some, I think that, uh, that's him up there. And that's during COVID, where the government was putting restrictions on churches. And they even brought us to only having five people in church. And we never closed God's house. We always had five people. And um, we had shutters. We will, we will bring 10 people and we'll bring down the shutter and we'll come from, the, out, from, the, from, the, from, from behind and we'll have service in there. So uh, during COVID, we thought that people will not come out, right? That they will not come out because they were afraid. But during that time, we had a total of 223 people showing up, even though we had that restriction. We, we did the spacing that the government required. And we still had that amount of people coming out for that anniversary Sunday. It just shows that people, not only in Belize, everywhere they're seeking, they're searching. They're searching for something in their lives. Right? And, 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 and that's amazing. Why I say it's amazing? Because we have some churches in Belize that during COVID, they never opened their churches. For two years, they did not have a service. Right? And, and, and it's hard to see people wandering, looking where they can go uh, to attend a church. So we never closed. And, and we got a couple of people coming in to visit because of the same reason they were looking to, um, to go to church. And there we have your pastor trying to balance off um, doing visits there with, 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 I think, you know, pre a preacher, Pastor Vogling. Um, there, that's a place called Gungulung. It's just on the outside of the city. Um, they call it, we call it Gungulung, they call it Pallet Town. You know those pallets when uh, things come in the ship? They use that as bridges and... and when the high tide comes, it, it floods the whole entire area. That's the poorest side of the um, site of the um, side of the of the of the city, and you reach out, no matter if you're rich, or medium class, or poor class, and we go out there knocking on doors. Um, we have his wife there as well. She came and she was going out there as well, trying to balance off. Um, and, and those things, I think, who was the one who fell? You or, or Pastor Vogley? A preacher. <laughs> he saw a puddle, a puddle of water. He thought it wasn't deep, and he went in. It was knee, knee deep, <laughs> right? So, uh, so uh, the, uh, experience that they normally would have. And teen services, we have teen activities as well, teenagers, where we bring them, we try to work. We have been praying for men. In our church, I can count the number of men with one hand. 
right? We, we have more ladies than men, so we've been praying. And amazingly, what I think the Lord is doing, he's raising those men from within the church. So we have young men that are coming up, and, and we're working on them, right? And, and it's a, a good opportunity and for my son to travel to see that there are other young men and men that are doing right, right? Because there's a, we, we are the only independent Baptist church in the city. So it's hard to fellowship with other churches and show them, you know what, there are other men doing that are doing right. So we are traveling, I mean, two churches that we have visited, and we have, we have seen a lot more men than we have out there in the city. And I think it's the culture of Creole people and Spanish people where I think the, the men think that they're the macho men and they don't need church. So they would send their kids and their wives to church, but they will not come to church. So we have been praying that we will be able to reach um, especially men, Right? If not, if the Lord blesses us with the teenagers, then we will work with them and prepare them as well. Yeah, so music, we have our Christmas music night. Everything was started by the Whitakers. Um, Mrs. Whitaker and Sharon trained them, trained the first ones. These ones are the older ones in, in, in our music. And when they left, right, it's so far for, for them to practice and train. So they started training each other. So you know what, she trained me in violin, then I'll train you in violin. She taught me this on piano, then they started training each other, um, passing the, the, their talents down, helping, right? So every year we have had our music night where they, they, they help each other um, to grow in their music talent as well. And those are the groups that we had two years ago during COVID um, that they were, we had our music night. Yeah, um, there we have trumpet, violin, cello, piano, and I think that's what we, all the instruments that we have. Just a couple of pictures of the music nights that we have. And then on Christmas, uh, our Christmas offering, what we do, we, 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 we realize that we know that a lot of people cannot afford turkey and ham for Christmas. So what we do, we, we do our offerings, we collect, we buy hampers. We, um, we, they cannot afford turkey, they, we, but we give them a chicken. We give them some, some, some ham, small ones, whatever we can afford. We put them in boxes, and we take them out. A lot of them are single mothers, single moms working, and they cannot afford a Christmas. So we, whatever we can, can raise or, or the people donate, then we go out and give them just before Christmas so they could have something for Christmas. We started by giving up stuffed toys. Um, somebody shipped a lot of toys in Belize. And, and I was driving, and one of the little girls said, you know what, um, my older brother gets a present from his dad. My second youngest brother gets a present from his dad. So two dads, different. And, and, and I asked, and who's your dad? Well, my mom says she doesn't know who's my dad. So, and she was like nine years old. And I said, you know what, your dad in heaven is bigger than any, all of those dads that they have. And that day, and that, that year, they, they, the stuffed toys, I picked a big teddy bear like this big, and I, and, I, and I took it to her. I said, you know, see what your dad sent for you for Christmas? And, and the next day after church, he came, he said, Pastor, my mom wants to take it away from me. He said, no, it's not your mom, this is for you. Right? It's amazing what a little thing does to those kids, right? That, that they're looking up to, to find a father figure or, or somebody that will love them the right way. Right, and she is still coming to church. Right, still coming to church. So that's we're preparing it even through COVID. We went through it. Um, mostly our teenagers involved. 
and then we go out and we share it out to families that need to have a good Christmas um, as well. And then from we, we do baptism as well, right? And um, when I got saved, I was fighting it. I said, Lord, I got baptized when I was a baby until I understood what baptism was, right? I, I think it was about two months after I got saved, I, I was baptized. And I was telling, I don't, I'm not here, but the other church that Pastor um, Jonathan that I visited, um, <coughs> finally I decided, I, I, a lady that had a stroke, could barely walk. I saw her going two, three steps down to the sea, and I said, Lord, but if she can get baptized, and, I'm, and I am 100% fine, why, why am I resisting? So I, I, I said, you know what, I'm, I, I want to get baptized. I understood what it was, and, and I started going forward, and Mrs. Whitaker said, hey, aren't you going to call your wife to see it? And I turned to her, and I said, listen, if I don't get baptized right now, I'm going to change my mind. And she said, go right ahead. By the time that she calls my wife and my wife gets there, I've already baptized. But I got baptized twice that same day. Because I was going down and I slipped and I fell right into the sea. That was the first baptism. So, and then the pastor baptized me afterwards. And then the week after that, he, he was driving by again on the same area where he was doing the baptism. And I think they said the council saw us there and they put a sign, no swimming crocodiles. So we, we were safe, right? So, um, but we, we, that's why we ended up buying, the, um, buying a, a, one of those troughs to do the baptism. And that's what now we do it at church. So we don't have to go out in the, in the sea there um, where there are crocodiles out there. Um, we're teen camp, and that's the homeschooling ministry that we started. We started up here on the upper right in our house. We took uh, things out of our room. And we started there with seven students. Um, those are the seven that we started um, with. Um, Pastor Whitaker left all the materials he took there to homeschool his children. And, I, and when he was leaving, he said, it's too much for me to, leave, to take. I'm going to leave it in case you want to homeschool your kids. My kids were going to public school. right? And, that, and my wife was working at the prison. She was the second highest in the prison. And she quit her job because she wanted to homeschool her kids. And that same year, um, the neighbors said, you know what, can we join? And then a lady from the church said, can I send my kids? So we had like seven, so we decided to empty one of our rooms, and we started school right there in our house. And then it started growing, and it was too big for the, for, for the, um, for the room. And then a friend of ours, Mr. Francis, um, lent us, well, he gave us now a trailer, a 40-foot trailer, and we had... Um, Community Baptist Church from Pennsylvania come in and, and, and fix it up like a, like, a, like a classroom. And we have pictures of that right there where they were fixing it, getting it ready for a classroom. And we stayed in there for uh, three years. As we grew, it was too small for the school. So we had the, the high schoolers in there and the elementary um, kids on our back veranda. We covered a little piece and we had them there as well. But God is great. God is, always has been blessing. Right, because after three years, um, we had 13 students, right, and um, we changed the name from Homeschooling Ministry to Heritage Baptist Academy. And then, um, and those are the, the students and the moms. We have three ladies that, that volunteer their time. We cannot pay them, but they volunteer their time four days a week, Monday to Thursday, to be there to supervise them and to grade papers. 
and they have been doing it for four or five years now, right? And, and, we do, we can, and, and they know we are training their kids, but we cannot pay them. And we only charge, uh, how much, 200 US a year for each child, which is basically just to buy papers and ink to be printing materials. Um, so because a lot of people can afford, cannot afford a good education. Um, but the education they're getting is one of the highest education and in Belize that, that even private students are getting. So they're, they're very um, um, blessed in having a good education. So uh, they had women's conference um, as well. My wife uh, wanted to work with the, with the ladies. All right, so we had a, a meet with them a couple times. We have the master clubs in, on Thursdays. We continue um, working on that with the kids. And our teen camp 2021, training the, the, the young men and young women that they're more than conquerors with the Lord. Um, um, amazing, we'll take them out there. We had 20, 25 teens that year and, and seven counselors. Right? We take them out from the city um, into, into the, uh, we call it the wild. Um, the first year they stayed in, re in real camps, tents. Now we, 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 we rent the cabins and they stay in cabins. We take them out from the city so we can have their total attention. And a lot of those kids from town, from the city, are living in areas where the gangs are, they sell drugs and, 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 and drinking and all those things. So um, we take them out, we work with them, and we tell them, listen, not because you live in that environment, you have to do the same thing. You can be the different. You can conquer it. You can, you can have a good life. All right? And, and that's the, 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 the hardest thing when, when, when you see them uh, where they live. Um, even their moms are, are kind of start drinking from Thursday. So they don't come to church, but they will send their kids and they will be out in the street side drinking. Um, that's the teen camp we had. Um, we had uh, three teenagers got saved that, that year that we had it up there at, at the Belize Zoo, closer to the zoo. And that they're having fun, good Christian fun, teaching them that, Yes, Christians, we do have fun as well, right? Um, so we can have fun. So they enjoy it. Uh, where that's, uh, they, they're having fun. And then we do have young men growing up as well. So we started training them. So we have a preaching competition, right? And um, we used to do it close to our anniversary Sunday when the pastors are there helping. But now what we do it, we, we did it um, in August. And then we do it through FaceTime. So, the, so we had um, four pastors from within the U.S. <laughs> viewing, and then they were doing the greeting as well. So we, we continue working with them. Those are the five that has been, have been um, competing for the last three, four years, um, every year. Um, but we are planning in, in, in coming up with that again after the COVID because we had to close down a little bit. But we're starting that as well, young men learning how to preach. Right, training as well, giving them that opportunity in case the Lord would call them, they would have had that experience um, as well. Uh, VBS, we do have our um, vacation Bible school um, every summer that we have summer. So um, two years ago, it was happy birthday. Everybody celebrating their birthday, so they enjoy that. <laughs> Most of them don't have a birthday party, right? So in that day, it was everybody's birthday. All right, that's um, the school, the bus ministry, 
Uh, we have the buses there and baptism, kind of everything that we had together, the, um, that, that we have the music, the, the buses going forward for the Lord. When, when, when people see this picture, they think Belize is an island. We are not an island, right? It's, it, we're, that, this is just a little peninsula that comes right out, and that's where 80,000 people live in the city. We don't, the highest building there, I think, is about the Radisson. has about five stories high, and that's the tallest building. We have never seen skyscrapers or tall buildings like you, you guys are used to. All right, so, and that's Belize City, and that's my family. Went from the Whitakers to the Blancos. Right, and we always used to used to um, um, play around with with the Whitakers because if you take their name, you can you can make two words: white car, right? And then we're blancos, in English means white, so we're the whites, and they're the white cars, right? And so you went from the white cars to just being white, right? And I have the name, but not the color, right? And it's amazing what the Lord can do with if people will just obey. His words, like Mark 15 and 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? And, and people, listen, what the message <laughs> I want to have along with this presentation is that we don't, we don't have to go that far. We can turn to our neighbors, right? We can turn to our neighbors. We can turn to our communities right here. But, those, and, but there are those that God will call to go. Right? He has given us that, that mission, and the whole world is, is what he wants us to reach. Right? And, um, and if Pastor Whitaker wouldn't have obeyed the Lord, wouldn't have left everything in, in, in Indiana to go down to Belize, probably I would still have been lost and drunk. I usually had a problem with drinking. Probably I'd still be up on the street side, um, lost in the world, going to hell. Right? But because somebody obeyed God's word, and, and, and did what God called him to do. Right? Probably the Lord is calling you to do something for him this morning. Probably your neighbor, your co-worker, your boss. Uh, and, and probably has put it in your heart. Let's start right there. You don't have to go that far. But those that he has sent out in other countries or even in the U.S. Go out in, um, in the farther area. Because remember he said start in Jerusalem, then in Samaria, and then in the uttermost part of the world then we must start in our Jerusalem, right here in our community. Right? We, we must reach out. He wants us to be reaching out people for him. Right? We go forward. He says, listen, you open your mouth and I will fill it up. He will fill it up with the words. And that was my problem, and my, what I was fighting against when he called me to preach. He said, Lord, I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't go to Bible college. I am... I, I am I, I graduated in high school with a 71 when the passing mark was 70. I got 71 in English. I was the happiest guy in the whole school. <laughs> I managed to pass. If you don't pass English, you don't graduate. Right? And, 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 and then I was, I, when I got saved, I started reading my Bible and I said, wait a minute. If God can use a fisherman like Peter, Peter right? And he preached on that day. And how many got saved? Two, three thousand people got saved. And Pentecost, when he stood up and he preached God's word, if a fisherman can do that, God can use, and I, I studied agriculture. <laughs> I, I can preach to the vegetables, right? So I, I say, if he can use that fisherman, he can use me as well, right? And, and, and when I started uh, preaching, um, when, when I was ordained, I was ordained in October, and Pastor Whitaker was still in the country, 
and, and my wife said, how do you feel? It's okay. I feel the same way. He was still preaching. And on December 20th, we took him to the airport and that plane left. And then I turned to my wife, what will I do now? <laughs> I was so scared because he was there, but now that he left, I was, I mean, now I'm taking over this church and, and, and he's gone. And, I'm, and I was so bad in English, right, that my wife said, you know what, give me your sermons, I'll correct all the mistakes you have. And I, wait a minute, did God call you to preach? He called me to preach, not you. She wanted to correct all. And listen, when I'm up here, Nobody's going to see my errors on my, on, on, on my spelling in here. And, and the only mistake I might make is my Spanish coming, mixing with my English, right? But um, other than that, uh, I, and she got really offended because she said, you know what? I know you can't write good English and, and people are going to laugh at you. And I said, listen, they didn't laugh at Peter, right? They didn't laugh at Peter. They, 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 they listened and they, and they knew that he was preaching the truth. And once you preach the truth, you can't go wrong, right? And, and it's not me preaching, but it's the Holy Spirit helping so we can preach God's word. I, I used to sweat. Even though air condition was on and it was cold, I used to sweat. Why? Because I used to be nervous. Because I, I, I didn't want it to feel the Lord. I said, Lord, you call me. I don't want to feel you, right? And um, I'm glad I'm not sweating. Even though it's cold, I would sweat, right? But, um, but I just wanted to, 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 to present this to you to see what God is doing in Belize because of one person obeying his, his commission, saying, go for it, go for it. And you know how much more he can do if all of us just obey that and reach out to our neighbors, reach out to our co-workers, our, our fellow students in school, or wherever you are, right? just pass that track, that how that German guy did. He took that track and gave it to me. Right? He got saved, he passed that track to me, right? But he got saved. He just visited the church about three times. Three times after he got saved. He, he passed away last month. Last month. And I, told, and I tell people, listen, he did what God called him to do. God called him to do to take that track and give it to me that I was lost. And I started shoot from serving a Catholic church to, to opening my eyes, my heart to the truth. And out of my family, I'm the only one that has been saved. Right? Everybody else are still strong Catholic. And, and once you're a Christian, living in a, 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 I'm having a family of Catholics, they're going to fight you. They're going to fight you. Right? And, and um, at first, they, well, they still don't come visit because they know I don't play ba bad music. I don't have television at home. I don't drink. I don't curse. Right? And, and at first... My older brother asked my oldest son, do you guys drink Coke? Wait a minute. Why not? Do you guys drink coffee? Right? They thought that because we're Christians, we no longer drink those things. <laughs> and I said, listen, I live on Coke and coffee. <laughs> so um, now they, they, would have, they would have family reunions and they will never invite us. And I tell my wife, listen, I don't miss it. You know what, who I miss? The church family I miss. Because they are the ones who are going to pray for me. They're the ones that are going to have good fun. They're not going to say, you know what, put that bad music or start cursing and drinking. Right? And, 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 and that's what the Lord says. If you put your family first before him, we can't serve him. Our flesh family, our, those last families out there. So um, I'm still praying for them. Uh, my dad has cancer, stage four. And the doctor has already sent him home to die, but he's still not saved. 
So I'm still praying that the Lord will give her an opportunity to accept him. So I'm just amazed and I just wanted you to know that if we just obey the Lord, a lot more people can't get saved. There's, um, I, I went on, on Wikipedia, I don't know if that's good information, but it says that in the U.S. there's 72 million Catholics living in the U.S. That means 72 million people that will go to hell if they don't hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there's a lot more work to do within here and throughout the world as well. So um, that's what all I have. And I just wanted to encourage you to keep on going for the Lord. Thank you. I'm going to preach the message uh, in, in just a little bit for us. But uh, RJ's here with him too. He didn't point that out. That's his second son. Greg, his oldest, just got married. And uh, is living there, working in the church and everything else. So, uh, but I'll tell you, what an opportunity <clears throat> to, to serve the Lord there and to witness. Everybody in Belize speaks English. So, you know, normally you go on a mission trip and you can't talk to anybody. You, you, you know one word, you know, here's a gift for you. That's it, you know. Uh, but you can actually talk to the people there. So we're actually going back in 2025 to preach the anniversary service there. And we're going to take a group with us um, from here. So... Uh, just to have that in the back of your mind, it's a great opportunity for a missions trip, and uh, looking forward to that. I'll tell you how, how small the country is. So uh, the place where they actually do the, um, the, the big anniversary service and everything, that's probably the largest room in the entire country. It really is. And that's probably the nicest hotel in the entire country, um, apart from being on one of the islands, uh, you know, where all the tourists are at. But... Um, so, uh, and actually where that hotel is, is you can see the church across the street from it. And uh, that's how close it is. The guy that Ted, that, that uh, manages the hotel, was part of the, um, he, he was the, the, the head of the uh, hotel association for the country and everything else. Uh, but anyway, so we had some downtime on one of the afternoons. And so I was, I, I needed to get some work done. So they have a, they have a big pool area, like the whole center is like, just a place where you can sit down they have a restaurant in there and everything else and not not a lot of people there during the day so my wife and I went down to uh and, and they have a bunch of tables set up we sat down started working and they were doing some kind of little press conference or something they had a little table set up and three people were sitting at the table they had I think maybe two cameras set up and they were asking questions and whatever else and they're all talking and you know so I mean I was from here to where brother Johnny's at we're just in within earshot you know I didn't I wasn't really paying attention to what they're saying and Anyway, they got finished up, and Ted came over to where I was sitting. I said, oh, what was that? He said, oh, yeah, that was the prime minister. They were doing a, uh, like some kind of press conference. I said, that was the prime minister? Nobody even said anything? I just walked down there and sat down, you know. And uh, that's how small the country is, you know. I'm this far from the prime minister, and nobody even said anything to me, you know. But um, anyway, just the uh, Lord's doing a tremendous work, and I, he didn't really mention it, but they're planning to, to get a church started and uh, have already started doing some Bible studies in there, right? So... Um, going over there during the, for, for midweek services and, and uh, having a Bible study over there. And uh, uh, just a tremendous, tremendous thing that the Lord's doing there. So it'd be a great opportunity for, for any of you that want to go. And uh, we'll start putting that together. But uh, February of 25, this is when we're going to plan to go down there. So we'll pray and then uh, we'll be dismissed for the morning service. Father, we love you. Again, we thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for uh, the Whitakers and what you've done in the church down there, but then also for the Blancos taking up that call and, and uh, just the way that you've been able to use them over the last four or five years. God, thank you so much for that church down there and for the people in it and, and just so many people that have a heart to serve you, God. We thank you for that. 
pray that you'd help us in our church here as well. God, as, as Pastor Blanco mentioned this morning, to be uh, worried about and, and concerned with spreading the message of the gospel to those that are right here in this community. Pray that you'd be with our service here in the next hour. I pray that everything we do would bring glory to you. Thank you for all you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.